so for the last uh, two years now, well, it's, it, it's, it's been a little bit less than that because it's taking a little bit for the medication to work through my body. But I no longer have bite sweats. Um, I, I can eat not properly or eat whatever I want. It used to be where I couldn't eat anything. I was constantly throwing up. I was constantly living and in a state of fear. And no one wants to live in fear. And so we know that there's, there's, there's stuff out there, but people are too afraid. I was too afraid. And so now that I know that I'm HIV positive, there's just so much stuff I can do now. I take my medication. I see my doctor on a regular basis. I see there every three months. I make sure. And for somebody who doesn't have insurance, it was the biggest problem for me was because I didn't know where to get tested, where to get a free test. So we will be talking about where, where can you get free tests? And where, you know, there's so, there's so many options around the United States where they offer free tests and no one really knows about them. You know, so we want to make sure that we advocate, you know, for know your status. And once you know your status, to stay HIV negative or if you're HIV positive, we want you to be undetectable. That is the only way that we can um, get the zero transmission rate. And my life has been incredible since learning. And it's, it's difficult because I have to take a medication every year. I, I mean, every day at the same time. I have to make sure it's no food. I had, first, I was on the three pill medication. So that was super hard to make sure that I would always take, you know, all three pills at the same time every single day at the same hour. Make sure it's with food. Make sure that I have something to eat. You know, one day, two days, you can't skip this medication, you know, for anything. You have to take it religiously. So that has changed in my life, but for the better now. Now I can educate. Now I can be an advocate. And while I don't want somebody, I would like for people who are not HIV to be advocates. I feel like it's so important somebody who is living with HIV, who doesn't have insurance, to be even more of an advocate for um you know, making sure that we end zero transmissions. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this morning is Wednesday. You know we have this this coronavirus going around and all this other good stuff like that, but we are here this morning. Um, I am actually in the building this morning uh, with Josh Mika from Pause Impact, and we are here this morning. Can y'all give him a give him a uh, 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 hello, a good morning, and all that good stuff like that. So he's here this morning. And if you notice, we are social distancing ourselves yes. this morning. So yes. we're making sure yes. that we are good and that we got that going on. And so, ladies and gentlemen, um, we are going to talk about uh, just what pause impact means uh, for Josh, his journey, and uh, what's going on, right? That's what we're going to talk about. So... It should be a, a uh, fun-filled, information-filled uh, time this morning. Uh, but what we want to do this morning, before we get into all of that, what we want to do this morning is we want to take a moment with all this corona stuff going around, with all this um, panic and mayhem and everything that's happening, we just want to take a moment, right? We just want to take a moment and acknowledge our breath. We want to take a moment and acknowledge that our breath is important. I think it's important for you to stop, right? I'm not going to tell you not to panic. I'm not going to tell you not to social distance yourself. I'm not going to tell you not to make sure that you don't hug or do whatever it is that you normally would do because you're worried about um, the corona Rome, 
I call it the Corona Rona. Y'all know, y'all know me. Put a little twist on it, but I call it the Corona Rona. So, do what you feel you need to do, ladies and gentlemen. Make sure that you're protected. Make sure that you are good. Make sure that you got everything going on um, the way that you should. Right. Um, yesterday, I was talking with someone, and they were telling me that. Uh, All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're trying to get it together here this morning. Well, at least I am. Look, at least I'm trying to get it together this morning. Because I came in this morning and Josh got a whole production going on, and I'm loving it. I'm loving every minute of it. <laughs> yes. This is what I normally do um, on my show, on Politics uh, Impact, and with Real Talk with Ruth right. And so I was like, well, I can't, I can't do that. I can't not do that for your show. How about too. that? You know, and I want to make sure, you know, we, we also... Are you not only keeping social distance, but right. we're making sure that our station is clean exactly. for a bit of extra coming in. We wiped exactly. out the floor, wiped our, our mics, and last night after we used our show, before we used our show, you know, just just to take extra precautions with everything going on. Exactly. And so I'm, I'm super excited to be here with, with Tiny on the Real Talk yes. morning show with, with him. Um, I'm excited to tell about my journey with Paul's Impact and, you know, any questions that listeners may have about you know HIV or how to get access to it please give us a call Indeed. Um, you know we're here to help with whatever you guys may need or any questions that uh, people may have about about HIV so right. um, let me know whenever you're ready and uh, yeah. so what we normally do what we normally do we normally make sure that um, we go ahead and take a breath in the morning and then we groove a little bit. So, okay. you know, I, um, I'm i a little bit unorthodox, if you would. Yes, uh, yes, I love it. Because people say all the time, well, Titan, you know, that's not the normal. Well, I'm not normal. So there's nothing that we're going to do here today that's going to be, quote, unquote, normal, right? But we will go ahead and get into the conversation and everything, but we're going to go ahead and take a breath first, uh, acknowledge that our breath is important, and then we're going to do a little bit of a brew, and then we'll go into it. And in that way, Josh can go ahead and speak on uh, what Josh has going on and where Josh is now, how did he get here, all of that other good stuff like that. So, yes. So, I'm showing you the Pause Impact banner yes. behind Josh. That is he. He is he. That's him right there. So, yeah. <laughs> so yes, indeed. Jennifer says, hello, Josh. Good morning. How are you? So she, you know what, Jennifer? Yes, yes, I, yes. We're, we're your faves. We're your faves. <laughs> I understand. I understand. All right, ladies and gentlemen. So what we're going to do this morning, in the midst of all of this corona, in the midst of all of what's going on and all of this good stuff, what we want to do this morning is go ahead and acknowledge that our breath is important. We want to acknowledge that you are important. We want to acknowledge that even though you're going through this corona right now, that you have um, a reason to push on, to go on, to be, and to do. So what I want you to do this morning with me, as we do every morning, I want you to go ahead and I want you to take these breaths with us. Now, when we take the breaths, what I want you to do is acknowledge whatever it is that you could have, let's say, there could have been something that you wanted to change, that you felt that you could have handled differently, that you felt that you could have done differently, right? There could have been something that you wanted to um, uh, see go another way. So what I believe is that if you take these breaths and you recenter yourself, 
that you're able to change the atmosphere. You're able to change what's going on. You're able to change your understanding, right? And I think sometimes what we do, especially now with this panic and this epidemic, this pandemic, this everything that's going on, we literally do not take time just to breathe, just to rationalize what's really happening with us. Everybody is panicking. Nobody wants to touch. Nobody wants to be near you. Nobody wants to do all of this. And although that is the way that the CDC and everyone is saying that we should be, sometimes, right, sometimes that can be a little tasky. You know what I'm saying? Because you're used to touching people. You're used to being around people. You're used to doing these things. And now they're telling you that you can't do that. It's in your best interest not to do it. Now, of course, there are people out there that are going to go ahead and do it anyways, right? But in this moment, I want you to acknowledge what it is that's going on with you, how you feel on the inside, and what's happening, okay? So with that being said, what I'm going to do, we're going to count off, and I'm going to take three breaths. And on those three breaths that I take, right, we want to make sure that we are um, acknowledging whatever the issue is, and then when we blow it out, I want you to blow it out somewhere far, far away where you can't get it back, right? Now, I know some of you are probably saying, okay, Titan, really, really? No, but you think about it. Mentally, we are more powerful than we know. So in your mind, if you send it away, you with me? If you send it away, you can send it away to a place that you won't grasp it so fast. So think about Mount Fiji. Think about Mount Everest. Think, think I don't know, 20 leagues below the sea, right? And you blow whatever that issue is or whatever that problem is, you blow it there, right? And then that way you can't go back and just pick it up. You with me on that? Yes. yes. So, I like it. I like yeah, so idea. that's what we want to yes. do. So when you blow like it out, you go ahead. No, so that I, we, should, that's, we should all be practicing yes. that, you know, in the first, before we do anything. Mm -hmm. um, it's just a good a breather. Yes. Make sure that you know. Hey, is this really what I want to say? Exactly. Hey, is this really what I what I want to do? Exactly. Um, and so this is actually, I think, it's perfect. Yes. Um, and it's almost like you're it's almost like you're praying or you're meditating, right? Yeah. You're just taking it in and acknowledging it for what it is, and then you're blowing it out, right? And that's what you're doing. But what we want to do on the last one, I know I'm always giving these long intros to these breaths, but on the last one, I love it. What I want you to do is I want you to make some noise. Because what we're going to do, we're going to acknowledge the fact that whatever it was that was bothering us, right, we're going to acknowledge that it's no longer a bother. It's no longer an issue. It's no longer a problem. Okay? So that's what we're going to do. All right? So I'm going to take the uh, first breath, and I'm going to count it out. Right? I'm going to count it out at a five pace. But as Ian so eloquently put it to me, it's a 20 count, and I'm sitting up here masking it as a five <laughs> count. But it's a, it's a longer five pace, right? And in truth, if you count it out, if you count to 20, that's how long you actually hold in the breath. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I've been doing this for a minute, so I can hold the breath to 20 with no problem. But if you can't hold it to 20, if you only can get to three, if you can only get to four, if you can only get to two, then you do that, right? No whole bars, you know, I, I'm not tripping. So I just want you to understand, you shouldn't be coughing, you shouldn't be spitting up, you shouldn't be passing out, none of that stuff. You should feel a little warm and fuzzy, right? Because you're holding your breath, and what you're doing is you're recharging your neurons and your cells, okay? All right, y'all, I did all that, blah, 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 blah. All right, now, if you would for me, I'm going to count to three. Let's take that deep breath. When you take that deep breath in, I'm going to count it out at a five pace, at a slower five pace. 
Once I count it out, then you blow it out at the end. You take the second one, I'm not going to count. And the third one, when you release the breath, you make some noise. Because what you're doing is you're acknowledging that that's not going to bother you anymore. You're acknowledging to the universe that you've dealt with. Right? Y'all with me? All right. Yes. Let's go. Shake it out a little bit. Shake it out. All right? So on the count of three, we're going to take the deep breath, and then we're going to hold it. I'll count it out, and we'll go that route. Ready? One, two, three. Deep breath in. One, two, three. I know, I know, I know my pace was a little faster than normal. I know, I know, I know. Look, 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 look. I'm trying to make sure me and Josh own it in here, right? All right, so here we go with the second breath. Take a moment, shake it out, right? Close your eyes, think about something, center yourself. All right, one, two, three. Deep breath in. something all up into your heart area. Look, look, look. Ladies and gentlemen, you shouldn't be passing. I'm not responsible. Me and Josh are not responsible. Right. Y'all sitting over yes. here just spitting up. <laughs> take take have, a moment. Yeah, you may have the coronavirus. Okay. Take a moment. Yes, exactly. You may have it. You may have it. Let me see if I can. Oh but yes, if you can only do for a couple seconds, the, the, the fact that you do it it's not how long you do it, I think. It's just the fact that you're, exactly. you're able to release this emotion. Right, right, right. This kind of like stressful situation that we're all in. Mm -hmm. And it gives you, you do it three times. That's, yes. That's, I think that's perfect. I think that's a, it gives everybody, you know, that's, um, you know, 20, 40, 60 seconds, a minute. Right. Um, just. Nothing gets you know, your thoughts kind of go playing when your right. mind is kind of you know like, and if it's racing, then like it's a good time to close. Exactly. Come on, Josh. That that part right there. We all need to slow down a little bit. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. And a lot of times, like you said, your mind is racing and it's going, and then when you take these breaths, you're able to slow down a little bit and make sure that you are good. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Here we are on the last breath this morning. Oh. oh okay. Wait a minute. For those of you who saw that, I just touched my face. Mm, I don't need no problems. I don't need no problems. Okay? But no. But look. So, I just turned this camera around so that I could see Josh better. But then I just turned it back on myself. And this light is wonderful. <laughs> this light is great. All right, ladies and gentlemen. So, here we go with this last one. Remember what I told you. Once you take this breath. Right? You want to go ahead and take it in, and when you release it, you want to make some noise. Right? You want to make some noise. So when you make the noise, it, you might have to use your inside voice if you're at work or you're somewhere. We don't want nobody calling the paddy wagon and taking mm -hmm. you away. 
but just make some noise with it. And what you're doing is acknowledging that issue or that problem. All right? So here we go. On the count of three, we're going to take the deep breath in. Once we take it in, we're going to count uh, the five pace, and then we're going to blow it out, and we're going to make some noise. All right? Y'all ready? One, two, three. Deep breath in. I know y'all think it sounds a little crazy, but I'm telling you now, I'm telling you now, if you shake it out, if you do that on a daily basis, you're able to take uh, a situation or a problem. Say you walk into a room, say something happened to you, right? Yes. And you have a moment to acknowledge your breath. And what I believe, if you acknowledge that breath, then you can change what happens next, yes. right? Yes. You can stop what's going to happen. Um, I was talking to someone the other day, and we were, uh, we were at a store, and a lady sneezed, right? And everybody scattered like roaches. Like, no literally, way. like literally, like, she sneezed, and people, like, the store had, we weren't close in proximity, yeah. but you could still see everybody go like this. <laughs> like, wow. they just ran, and wow. then, so I stopped, and the, and the one lady was like, one of them was like, oh, no, no, you have corona, and, and so... I told her, I said, ma'am, just take a moment and breathe, right? And breathe. You wow. protected yourself. She yeah. sneezed. Normally, we sneeze to expel things from our bodies. Yeah. We, we sneeze yeah. in order to be healthy. So, yes, she could have corona, right? However, we don't know that. So you can't be out here self-diagnosing people and causing a panic. Because nobody wanted to come around her after she sneezed. And so I was sitting here saying to myself, what is happening right now? So she said, she said, she said, well, she says, um, I'm sorry, sir. I'm sorry. I'm like, I'm fine. Yeah. I'm fine. You, you want some hand sanitizer? Yeah. Like, I'm fine. Like, we got to be able to do those things. So I'm saying that's, that's a little light. But sometimes you have to really think about what it is that you're doing. Because what if we had some people in that area? that felt like she needed to go down because she had yeah. corona. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? And so that could have started a whole other thing. So I told her, the woman that sleeves, I told her, take a moment and just breathe, right? Just breathe. It's going to be okay. Get your stuff. <laughs> go on to the register and go on. And then I said to the other lady that was saying, oh, no, she, you know, she doesn't. No, you can't. Don't do that. Like, wow, true that enough. Is, that is just, I cannot believe what is coming out of your mouth. Like, it, I yeah. Completely shocked, but it doesn't shock me that man. I, I'm a little bit lost for words right. of how that scenario just played out just yeah. so quickly of people and then a quick judgment, ahead. yeah, you know, out of nowhere, out of nowhere. Yeah, and then imagine that. Just imagine that people are not wrapped as tight as we are. Yeah, and we see it all the time, right? I don't know if you saw this video that's going around that went viral of the man in China or somewhere that tried to leave his house because they said he had corona, but he was never diagnosed. And they literally, the police literally chased him down. Like, chased him down to do, because somebody said that he yeah, had right. symptoms. Yeah. Well, he had symptoms. And so they literally chased this man down to quarantine him, but in the midst of them chasing him down, they caused such a panic 
that people started jumping him, beating on him, and trying to make him not go. Where, I don't know where he was going, but he was going, I think at the end they said he was trying to go get his children, right? And his children were still left either at school or somewhere by themselves. And he had to go get his children, and they would not let this man go. People were jumping him. They had masks on. They had gloves on. Nobody was trying to, like, and then they were saying to, um, they were saying that um, uh, for him not to leave. Now, I couldn't really, like, understand because it, it was not my language, you know what I mean? But you could, you could tell how everybody was reacting. Like, the crowd was moving. Everybody had cameras, you know, yeah. following him and, and doing what they were doing. But nobody wanted to get close. Like, everybody was just like, oh, I got this camera. So I was just saying, in that aspect, like, sometimes you have to really, really, like, like, be careful. Like, when I walked in this morning, I said to Josh, I said, hey, Josh, I said, are we doing social distancing? Yes. And he said, we'll high five, we're air five, right? Yes. And I was cool with that. I don't have a problem with that. But I think it's wrong for us to self-diagnose people, yes, right? for sure. But just because somebody coughs or somebody sneezes does not mean that they have corona. And I think we have to really be careful with that, especially, the, so I'm standing in the, uh, in the deli, and the guy says, not today, this was probably Monday, was it Friday? It might have been Friday. The guy comes in, and he's talking to a, a, a female, and I'm standing at the counter, and I'm paying for whatever, and they're having a conversation about Corona, right? And the conversation is about the fact that those of us that are HIV positive are more susceptible, right, to the disease or to the virus. And so I turned, like, because, not because that's not fact, or not because it could be fact, but because they feel that those of us that are HIV positive have a weak or a uh, yes. compromised yes. immune yes. system. Oh, my goodness. So yes. Yes. this is the conversation, Josh, that was happening behind me. And I said, wow. and I was telling my friend on the phone, I said, I said, I'm sitting here saying, Titan, don't say nothing. Titan, don't say nothing. Titan, don't say Because it's not going to turn out right, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and I, I'm not saying that I fight the good fight, but I was like, you could cause panic. So now what you've done is there's one, two, three, me three, four, five, six people that have heard yeah. this conversation, yeah. right? And now what they're going to do is they're going to take it and give it out to six other people. And then I'm sitting here saying, what? So then y'all going to start chasing us down yes. because our immune system is compromised? But I turned around and I said, well, look, I said, well, sir, you have your right to think however you want to think. I said, but I'm HIV positive, right? And you sort of saw the jump back, like the, <laughs> like the little, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, oh, wait a minute. I said, but I'm HIV positive, but I want to express something to you. Just because you're HIV positive, that doesn't mean that my immune system is weak. That doesn't mean that I'm not healthy. Yes. I'm healthy as an ox. I go to yes. the doctor every three months. I'm getting all my shots. I'm getting everything. I'm I'm probably healthier than you, you will are. ever be. Yes. Right? Yes. I said, but you can't go around saying stuff like that. That stigma of, 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 of that we're infected, that, yes. that we're diseased, that could cause panic. Yes. But the look on their face Man, I wish I could was have been like, yes. I, was, I, don't, I, I don't know if I could have been, had that courage that you just did. But um, I, I do see that a lot on, you know, on, on Facebook. Mm -hmm. And um, you know, people are just talking about right. how... Um, you know, people with HIV could be more receptive to yeah. this, or I'm like, no, well, we really don't know exactly what's happening. Exactly. Like, let's leave this up to the, the medical professionals yeah. who, 
I spoke with my doctor, you know, two a week ago, week and a half ago, and she said, "Don't worry about it. Your immune system is great. Like your labs are healthy. Like you're you're incredibly healthy. Like what are you like? Just practice what everybody else is practicing, and you know, keep wash your hands. Keep keep social distance. If you don't need to go out, it's like I I you are a dog walker, and so I understand that you have to, but just make sure you kind of, you know." wipe down their leashes, do an extra layer, yes. and then you're, yeah. you're going to be okay. But it's like, I would still go to the movie theater, I would still go grocery shopping, I would like, still, like, live your life, yeah. you know. Yeah, like, like, we, like, in all honesty, we have to. Like, there's no way for us to shut down, yeah. shut down, and not do. Now, me and you here in, in, the, in the office today, we, we, we didn't necessarily have to do this, right? Yeah. But again, it's your regular life. Like, I'm I'm not saying that uh, tomorrow or any other day that I'm not going to go ahead and um, not come in or, or or do a live or something like this or whatever have you. But I think sometimes we have to really look at it. And I told him, I said, I really want you to understand what you just did because you don't think about it like that. If you're sitting here saying these type of things, right? For you, it doesn't make a difference. But for somebody who's HIV positive, it makes a huge difference. And so I thought it was cool. But let me tell you what's funny. So the deli downstairs, I've been getting uh, sandwiches from them and coffee from them almost every morning and stuff yeah. like that. And they were just like, oh, thank you so much for telling them. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because she said that she's been discriminated against because she's of Asian descent. So they already think that's yeah. where it came from. Yeah. So, well, we know. But... I was just telling her, I said, she said, well, you still want to have get your sandwich? Josh, what did they just bring me this morning? My sandwich? Okay. I'm eating my sandwich. I'm going to have my sandwich. I'm going to do my sandwich. I just think that sometimes we really have to, like, be careful what we're doing. And so to bring it all back together, you know, this is why I think it's just so important for everybody to take a deep breath. Mm -hmm. And everybody kind of just, um, you know, realize what we're going to say and how we're going to say it and how it's going right. to come across to somebody. So if, if you know that if you're gonna say something and practice this three this one minute um, deep breath you know inhale for twenty seconds right. you know exhale inhale right. again and that will kind of clear your mind and if you still want to say what you need to say go say you make exactly. your peace exactly. but at least you know that you know you're not saying it out of anger you're not that saying that out of spite and maybe you'll reconsider how you're gonna say something because you mm-hmm. really don't know how this corona affects anybody. We still don't know statistics. I just spoke with a director for Thomas Street yesterday and I said, do we, do you know if this, if anybody who's been, who's HIV, living with HIV has gotten this yet? And she told me no, not yet. She doesn't know, she doesn't know anybody who has been living with HIV to get it. So we don't know the statistics of this yet. So we don't know if maybe our antiviral medication is what's keeping the virus from getting to us, you know, right. we they don't know they're they're using antiviral therapy right now to tr- to com- combat this this virus. Right. So we don't know why we're not getting it. We don't know if we are getting it. We don't know who's. We just know people are getting right. it. Exactly. And just if you're gonna live with HIV, just you do your regular things that you normally do. We all have to worry about our immune system. I worry yeah. about my immune system every day. Oh, like, I don't like yeah. this is this is an every day for me. Like yeah. I always have to be constantly worried about if I get a get cold. You know, if I start having a fever, start having a cough more than normal, yeah, I immediately call my doctor and I immediately right. take care of it. So right. I go see my doctor, you know, every three months. Mm-hmm. 
I'm healthy. I'm, I'm That's good. What I'm like, saying. when like, was the last time these people saw their physicians? You know, <laughs> so that part. That <laughs> you know, part. like once once a year, maybe once every two years. You know, mm -hmm. like I, I like. I'm so glad that you were able to. You know, maybe like the right time, the right place right. to really educate somebody. Right. Because man, that look on their faces, I bet it was yeah. just priceless. Like, because step back. Yeah, because it, and 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 you know. Josh, I dream in color. So sometimes <laughs> when I talk about things, I talk yes. about things like this. You know yes. what I mean? Yes. I talk about like it's big. But I was telling them, I said, you have to really be. And see, and Josh, I don't know if this would have been two years ago, three years ago, that I would have stepped up and said anything like that, right? Yeah. But because of my last year or so of me doing what I'm doing, I really felt the need to stop people from pointing the finger at people like me Yes. Because I'm HIV positive. And I'm saying to yes. myself, bruh, like, I walk around, and, and, and this is nothing against being HIV positive, because you know I wear that on my sleeve. Like, yes. I'm, I'm, I'm HIV positive, that's what it is. But I am a normal human being, right? Yeah, right there. Like, my immune system was affected or effected um, uh, at that time. But now, my, my numbers are good. I'm healthy as an ox. I go to the doctor, and the doctor be like, you fine. You, like, what are you worried about? Like, the yes. doctor told you. Yes. Like, let it go. Do what you normally do. You've been protecting yourself all of this time. I've been HIV positive for 15 years. Yes. Wow. So in 15 yes. years, eh, so in 15 years, if I have, if I've been able to miss uh, the Zika virus, HPV, HN1N1, if I'm able to go past all of these actual um, uh, viruses and diseases and I, I don't have any STIs or anything like that. What am I doing differently now? I should have already been doing it. And actually, mm -hmm. I've been doing it. Like somebody asked me the other day, I came out of the bathroom, and I know they were joking, but I didn't think it was funny. They were like, did you wash your hands? This is the look I gave them. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. You didn't just ask yeah. a grown man, did he just wash his hands? Like, what? what's happening? How about you worry about you washing your hands and your children's yes. hands and don't worry about me. But in this day and age, everybody is thinking that they have the right to question you or self-diagnose you with yes. something. And that's not the way it is. Go to the doctor. If you feel that you may have Corona, then uh, 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 COVID-19. They stay away from everybody. Exactly. But then why don't you go and, 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 and get tested yes. so that you know. And then that brings me back around to being tested. Just like know your status. Yeah. I got diagnosed uh, two years ago. Actually, will be yeah, two years ago I got diagnosed in April. And um, it's been, it was a life changing. First, I was, I, I shouldn't be alive today if, if it was for, if it wasn't for the drugs and the medication. And knowing your status is so important because I didn't have to suffer this. My T cell count was um, at 10 when I first got diagnosed, which is like zero is the lowest and 800 is the highest and I'm out of 10. And so that tells you that I was so sick. And so knowing your status, and that's because I was afraid as well too, to know my own status. And that's what I want to, that's the whole reason why for this podcast is to bring more awareness about knowing your status and knowing that HIV is not a death sentence, but um, we do have to control it. And so you equals you, undetectable equals untransmittable. So once you on a, on a regimen, you become untransmitted, you can't pass it to anybody else. But how do you know that you can't pass it? 
or how do you know that you're HIV um, negative is by continuing taking blood tests every three months. So going to your doctor, if you're sexually active, continue taking PrEP or ask about PrEP to your physician if that's um, something that you're interested in. It does help for people who like to have um, natural sex. And, you know, it, there's people who are out there who, who, who want this. And so we have the opportunity to be able to um, have frank conversations with people who are currently taking PrEP, people who have been a long time HIV positive, who have been living it for 30 plus years, 20 plus years. We wanna, you know, bring the conversation back to the community. We wanna be able to make sure that the community knows that HIV doesn't have a fate. It's all of us. I'm not sure if you already know this, but you're already absolutely perfect. You're already absolutely great. And you're already living in massive abundance. The most important things that you have is not what you have. It's not what you do. It's what you know. Because the people who do know what you need to know to leave the middle class, they're in the top 1%. And they control 96% of the world's income. 97% of this world is trading time for money, and that is not the way to become rich, it's not the way to become wealthy, and it is absolutely not the way to leave the middle class. There are 7.8 billion people in the world right now, and they all wanna learn how to make money and how to leave the middle class. But the way to become a master at anything is to learn all the rules and then bend them to your favor. Right now in this world, there are 2,057 billionaires, right now. So if you think becoming a billionaire is, a, is impossible, that's 2,057 people that have already proved that impossibility incorrect. And if you think that's crazy, there are 46.8 million millionaires in the world, worldwide right now. Now think about that. 46.8 million millionaires, and that number grows 1,730 millionaires every single day. Money is everywhere. You don't need to max out your credit cards. You don't need to borrow from granddad and grandma. Just look behind me. Look at all the wealth sitting behind me in this junkyard. It's insane how much money is everywhere, and you don't need to go out there and beg, bar, and steal to get it. You just need to know the rules of making money and how to leave the middle class. Essentially, all you need to know is the algorithm of making money, the rules of making money. All you need to know is what to do and how to do it, and you can leave the middle class. Any industry, yoga, golf, underwater basket weaving, clipping fingernails, it doesn't matter. All you have to do is know how to do it, how to get it done, and then find somebody to teach you how to do it, how to get it done, and you will be able to leave the middle class. If you're not getting my point, it's real simple. Whatever you have up here, as long as you understand the rules of leaving the middle class, as long as you understand how to get money, you can take what's up here and get wealthy for what you already have. Right now, the very thing you know up here is already being searched a thousand times a second on Google. Someone right now, actually 1,730 people right now, are gonna become a millionaire from the stuff that you have in your head. Why can't this be you? I mean, it's 1,730 people with your ideas that are no better than you, that are gonna leave the middle class, become a millionaire. Why are you not next? So how do we do this? How do we take what you know and apply it to objective money-making secrets and then allow you to leave the middle class? How do we take 
you from where you are and let you escape to where you want to go. So how do we make all this money or take all this knowledge from the Warren Buffers, from Elon Musk, how do we take everything that everyone before you has done and how do we take all of that and then put it in your head so you can leave a legacy for your family? My name is Antonio T. Smith Jr. 32 years ago, I lived in a trash can. That's right, from six to 14, I had no running water, no electricity, no anything, and somehow I'm in the top 1% today. Not because I had the right background, not because I had a silver spoon in my mouth, simply because being homeless made me learn how to make money. I retired when I was 29 years old. I'm more than likely younger than you. I'm one of the top 1% income earners in one of the richest countries in the world. What I learned how to do when I was six years old was learn how to generate enough money to eat some cookies so I wouldn't die to death from starvation. From there, I learned how to go from cookies to a meal from a meal to clothes, to clothes, to shelter, to everything else that supplied my necessary needs. When I was six, I was forced to learn how to make money. And now that's what I'm gonna do and help you do. I've seen amazing results. I have my own economy. I've homeschooled my own children. And I wrote a book that teaches you every single thing that I know about making money, every single thing that other people know about making money, and most importantly, all the stuff that we don't tell you. Because the truth is, and you know it like I know it, the most honest, the most hardworking, unselfish people on planet Earth live in the middle class. Yet, your honesty, your unselfishness, your devout religion going self is not enough to get to the top 1% and that's not fair. The second half of my life has been not about how much money I make, but how I will be remembered from all the money that I have made. And I've been trying to teach everybody how to get out the middle class. I'm the crazy guy famous on the internet for trying to create 100,000 millionaires. I've created eight so far. I got a ninth one on the way, all the way from India. That's pretty cool. And what I want to tell you is something very simple. It's been hard. It's been absolutely hard to help people leave the middle class, not because of the people, because the system would rather keep you being someone else's money instead of you having your own economy and having the money come find and flow to you. It was frustrating because I knew that anybody can make money. And if you knew what I knew, you would change your life. Over the last few years, I built a large following of over half a million people every month that pay me to actually for me to give them advice. Well, that's been exciting for me. And the cool thing is I've created thousands of six-figure earners. I've created millionaires. I've created people who can live their dreams and hold on to their legacies. And now my eyes are on you to create you to what you need to be great. I have been teaching my principles and these principles to hundreds of thousands of people around the world, every country, all continents, and anyone who has taken them seriously, written them down and applied them, have a 100% success rate of leaving the middle class. I've taught these secrets to my following and my inner network, and I've watched them go from four figures to five figures, five figures to six figures, seven figures all the way to eight. Everything that I've ever learned, everything I've ever learned from millionaire mentors, billionaire mentors, and everything I learned from being homeless, and everything that got me into the top 1%, I have placed inside of a book. 
To date, it is the longest book that I've ever written, the most best book that I've ever written, and that book is called The Richest Man and the Trash Can, and I'm offering it to you today for free. This book is gonna show you how to become wealthy into the top 1% and leave the middle class. This book is gonna give you a step-by-step -step plan if you're 30 years old, all the way to 70 years old, how to get into the top 1%. If you're a teenager, how to get to the top 1%. If you're a millennial, how to get to the top 1%. It's gonna teach you how to make six figures immediately, teach you how to get to a million dollars immediately, and all that good stuff. Plus, I'm gonna give you the 36 objective laws of leaving the middle class. Plus, I'm gonna give you every last one of my secrets that have made me rich. You have to understand that leaving the middle class is the most important fight that you're gonna have in your life. Let me be honest with you, and you can kind of relate to this. It almost takes $450,000 a year just to be broke in America. And that's just in America. If you don't leave the middle class, which is actually an illusion, then you are going to have a really hard time. Think about it for a second. Some of, most of you are going to be watching this are going to be baby boomers, and you've been sold a bad check. They lied to you. Your retirement was not enough for you to live comfortable, and I'm gonna give you this book for free so you can figure out how to triple your retirement and then quadruple your retirement, and then as Grant Cardone would say, 10 extra retirement so you can live the life that's worthy of you. I want you to remember that leaving the middle class is the most important battle that you could ever face in your entire life, especially for your family. So consider this video, this book, your friendly tap on the shoulder. I want to send you a free copy of this book because I believe that abundance is your birthright. I believe that abundance is freedom. And I believe that this book is right for you. In fact, I believe in that so much that I will send you the book for free. All you have to do is cover the cost of shipping. I'll eat the cost. I'll take the loss. And all you have to do is get the book and dominate your reality right now and apply the principles so you can be the best person for your life that is yours. Fill out the form sitting right there to the right. Go ahead, dominate your reality. I can't wait to send you my book. I can't wait to meet you. I can't wait to have you as someone that's been on the journey with me. Antonio T. Smith Jr., you can plant better. You can dominate.